This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Church, but all right, let's jump in uh, to the word. Last week I talked out of Roman chapter 12. I was really looking at verse 9 through 11. Uh, if you weren't here, I encourage you, get the podcast. You can stream the podcast on Apple. You can stream it on Spotify. You can stream it on a bunch of different devices, but get the podcast, listen to it. We're talking about our thought life, and we're talking about how God can supernaturally change our thought life uh, to become all that we're called to be in him. So real quick, let's do a little review from last week. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this, stop imitating the ideals, the opinions of culture around you. Okay, get an amen for that, okay? But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. How we think has to be reformatted, okay? We all grow up in cultures. We all, I mean, every one of us grew up in a culture in our home. Okay, every one of us grew up in different cities and different areas, and we all grew up with cultures, and we need God to reformat the way we see life, right? Some of you are like, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> like, I don't know. We need God to reformat. This is this. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfecting in his eyes talked about this last week. We need to attack this idea that Jesus is just an add-on, something nice that I add on into my life, that I have this life set out, and I have my plans, and I have my agendas, and then I just kind of add some religion onto it. I kind of just add some Jesus onto my life. Jesus is not an add-on. We need to attack the opinions of culture that tell us that we don't have to be all in for Jesus. I'm sorry, just as you heard this morning from Ryan, everywhere else in the world you have to be all in because you will lose your life for serving Jesus. You get that? In most nations... In most, most nations, you will lose your life. You will lose rights to follow Jesus, okay? And then we cannot play this card that, like, oh, we live in America, we live in a different nation, we live in a different country, we live in a different place, and because of that, we can live out our Christianity differently. That is not true. That is false. That is hogwash. Look at your neighbor and say hogwash, okay? Hogwash, okay? Listen, that is, not, that is not what serving Jesus looks like. We need to attack the idea of what church looks like in America. Listen, can I, can I just say I was so proud of everyone today? You guys were worshiping so well today. I could hear you guys singing. I could feel you guys entering into the presence of God. Listen, culture tells us that church is I'm going to get in. Hopefully not a person talks to me because I am so inwardly focused on myself and my phone and I'm so selfish and, and I'm just going to get in and I'm going to, you know, maybe throw a few dollars in the plate and we're going to hear some, you know, self-help and I'm going to go on with my life. That is not what Jesus had in mind, okay? Jesus does not want to be an add-on. 
okay? Jesus is not looking for a lukewarm church. I don't know if you've ever had a lukewarm Coke before. Anybody ever had a lukewarm Coke? I mean, you put that into your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, negative. Just, just negative. Just negative. You will spit that Coke out so fast. Okay, it's foamy, it's nasty, it's junky. Listen, Jesus said when he talked about lukewarm in the book of Revelations, he said, either be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Okay? Amen? We're not trying to build a lukewarm church. We're trying to build a church that is passionately in love with Jesus and the things of Jesus. And for him, and we don't look at our relationship, and let me specify this, that it is a relationship. It is not a religion. It is not a Sunday to Sunday deal, okay? We're not just trying to make it from one Sunday to the next Sunday or a podcast to a podcast. It is a vibrant, real relationship with God that he wants to speak to you. He wants to love you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you, okay? It is not something we're just adding on into our life. But I didn't get to get to this part last week where it said this, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit by a reformatting of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will. Now listen, if Jesus is just an add-on in my life, if I just see church is something, it's an add-on, it's just something good, it's something good for my family, it's just, it makes me feel a little better about myself. If it's just an add-on, then I really don't care what God thinks, correct? I just kind of pick and choose what parts of the Bible I like. I just kind of pick and choose what messages I like. I just kind of pick and choose in things. It's just, it's just an add-on, so I really don't care what God has to say. I really doesn't, I don't really care about him reformatting the way that I think. This thing it says this that we would discern, okay? What does the word discern mean? It means this: to have understanding of things to come from the Holy Spirit. The Lord wants you to discern from him things to come. Let me show you a picture real quick. Put up that picture of Ben, okay? Or the boys, the boys, okay? This is my boys, okay? Uh, Michael, Ben, and Luke, okay? I don't know if you can tell, but Ben's teeth are kind of blue, and he's got blue around his mouth, okay? Uh, He's 10, and he always has something on his face, 24-7, okay? Even this morning, he came to church, and he had some, like, crumbs on his face. And I'm like, how? How does this happen? He came home the other day, and he had green frosting on his chin, okay, from school, okay? He uh, and, I, and I said to him, I said, Ben, what's on your face? He's like, we had cupcakes for my birthday at school. And I was like, well, what time of the day did you have these cupcakes? He was like, he was like after like our second class. I'm like, did you know you had green frosting on your face the entire rest of the day? And he was like, he just kind of smiles and he just goes to the bathroom. Doesn't care. He's just a 10-year-old, okay? Now, Ben just turned 10 and... 
10 is a big year in our house. We treat 10 as kind of a big momentous year, and that's kind of the year that we start talking about things. I talked about this last week in the marriage class about when Michael turned 10, you know, me and him went on a trip, and we talked about everything. We talked about sex. We talked about every form of sex. We talked about everything that has to do with sex. We talked about everything that had to do with growing up and becoming a man and all these different things because we believe in our house in the power of first. We believe that the very first person that we want our boys to hear truth about is from us. Amen? And that that's forming their brain. So from then on out, for the rest of their life, whenever somebody talks to Michael about sex, his first thoughts will be the thoughts of me and him talking about it. Not perverted people. Amen? Amen. So 10 is a big year in our house. And so we celebrate 10. And so one of the things that I've discerned from the Holy Spirit is that Ben has a gift of creativity on his life. Okay, I discern this from the Lord, okay? And in that, it helps me to help shape him into who he's called to be. I'm thankful for discernment. So for the last like six months, Ben will just, you know, text me pictures of cameras, okay? Like, you know, uh, digital cameras and all kinds of different cameras. And I was praying about it. One day, and I was like, Lord, what do I do with this? And he said, get him, get him a camera because it's going to play into his future. And so we were like, you know, DSLRs are hard to understand. They're complicated. And so um, I saw the commercial for the new uh, iPhone 11. And I was like, man, that camera is incredible. That is, I mean, low light, you know, depth of field. It is incredible. And I was praying about it, and the Lord said, buy it for him. Buy it for him. So I bought it. Yesterday afternoon, he comes upstairs with his phone. He airdrops all these clips to our computer. And then like two hours later, he goes, Dad, I made this movie. He had titles. He did green screen. He did all these different things. He's 10 years old. What are we doing? We're discerning from the Holy Spirit who he's called to be, and then we're supporting who he's called to be. We're investing into who he's called to be, even at 10. But that's what discernment will do. Discernment will give you wisdom and understanding about all things. And I know, listen, listen, can we just all, all of you are like, listen, I want an iPhone 11, okay? What is wrong with this? What is wrong with this picture? Why does this 10-year-old have an iPhone 11, okay? 10-year-old has an iPhone 11 because the Lord gave me discernment about what he's called to be. Just like when Michael was 10, I bought him a guitar. Super glad I bought him a guitar. Super glad that he's becoming all he's called to be. Amen. Discernment is from the Holy Spirit. Just like this week, I was in here and I was praying. And I was just seeking the Lord. And the Lord put on my heart a family in our church, here in Elevated Church, that's going through some struggles, going through some hard times, going through some things. And so I discerned that from the Lord. I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say? What would you say to this individual? Lord gave me a few scriptures. I text these people. I text them uh, uh, some scriptures, and I gave them some encouragement. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants you to discern what he wants for your life. It doesn't matter if it's for you and your family or for somebody else. 
The Lord has discernment and wisdom and revelation and understanding for you to live out life. And I'm going to tell you this. It doesn't make it perfect, but it makes it a whole lot easier when you have understanding of things that are coming down the road. Right? Right? Wouldn't you rather know that God's bringing a job change before you just walk in one day and go, oh, I'm not going to work here anymore. Right? Wouldn't it be nice to get a heads up? That's what the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you, give you discernment, give you understanding, give you wisdom, help you understand where to go, what to do, how God wants to utilize your life. Change the way that you think. All right, go with me to Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at two verses today. I was going to go through a bunch of other ones, but the Lord just made me stop on two. And we're going to give some wisdom on how to reformat the way we think. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 12, and then we're going to look at verse 21 also. Verse 12, it says this. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing continual joy. Don't give up in times of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Verse 21. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with God. Good, okay? Truth number one is this. Continual joy. Who likes joy? Who likes to laugh? Anybody like to laugh? Okay. If your hand is down, I'm going to pray for your soul right now, okay? I'm going to play a couple of videos for you, okay? Play, you just play all those three in a row. Go ahead. Play these videos, okay? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that one is great. All right, next one. <laughs> I was just laughing at myself. All right, what's, all right, that next one. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. He's talking to Ben. Alright, you can stop it, you can stop it. you, but I need more of that in my life. Can I get an amen for that, okay? I need that happening way more in my life. I need 
continual joy. Listen, this is our house, like, every Sunday night, especially after the week and Sunday. Like, everybody's minds are just melted, okay? You know what I mean? There's fighting, there's chaos, there's mass, there's singing, and I love it. I love every part about it, okay? I don't know about you, but I know that stress, anybody got some stress? Raise your hand real high. Stress? How about anxiety? Anybody got any anxiety? Yeah? Yeah? How about worry? Anybody got some worries in their life? How about fear of what other people think? Anybody got any of that going on? Okay. I don't know about you, but I know that stress, anxiety, worry, and fear sometimes runs my life. Right? Like runs my attitudes, runs the way I see life. Just runs everything, okay? I know that worry, who's got some bills? Who's got some bills that you're like, man, I wish these bills would go away in Jesus' name, okay? Got some bills. We got what ifs, like what if this happens? We got some stress in our job. We got money stuff. And these things, they steal our joy, right? It steals, especially, I'm just, I want to talk to all the parents. Listen, and I'm right there with you, and I totally understand what it's like. Listen, there are some days that that wants to happen, and I'm just stressed out of my mind. Right? I'm just worried. I'm just fearful. I just got anxiety. And, I, and, I, and it just steals moments that God intends for me to find joy, just steals it. Listen, I I wrote this down. We as Jesus people should be the most fun, free people. Right? Like we should be the most fun, free people. We should laugh all the time. The other night, um, we went trick-or-treating, which was uh, it was unreal. It was like negative 40 degrees out the other night, and there was snow, and, and it was, honestly, it was a long day, but I was so thankful for Shannon, because we went to Shannon and Christina's house, and I walked in the house, and dude, Shannon was just full of joy that night. He was. He was like, it's Halloween, we're getting free candy, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was some sugar that was rolling through him, or what was going on. But Shannon had joy the other night. You know what's exciting about joy? Is joy is contagious. His joy got me into joy. I was in stress, but his joy brought me into joy. This is what we should be as followers of Jesus, okay? Listen, ain't nobody, I know that's not proper English, okay? I totally get that, okay? Ain't nobody wanting to follow Jesus if you're full of stress, anger, frustration, disappointment, upset all the time. Can I get an amen for that? Nobody's trying to follow that. That's their life. They already understand that. As Jesus people, We need to reformat the way we think about joy. It should be something that is continuously flowing out of us. It's a natural response of our heart. Truth number two is this. Matt, will you set up that whiteboard for me, please? Is this. It's trouble. 
Trouble. How many of you know that you are going to experience trouble? Right? There's trouble in this life. So we have four thoughts today about trouble. First one is this. Trouble is fear. Okay? Fear and trouble run together. 2 Timothy chapter 2, I mean, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 through 7. I'm going to read this slow because I really want you to get it. It's going to be on the screen for you. And ignore Matt. I know his mustache looks really good today. And it's looking really, I mean, Magnum P.I.'s got nothing on this man, okay? You're loving the stash, aren't you? Just feeling that. They had their one-year anniversary yesterday. Wow. Woo! In the name of Jesus. Come on. All right. Verse 6. Here we go. Verse 6. I'm writing to encourage you. Why do you need to be encouraged? Because you're in stress and anxiety, fear, right? Troubles come and it's brought stress and anxiety and fear and doubt. So he says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame. Anybody ever built a fire before? And you have a little flame and you got to fan that thing. You got to blow on that thing. I don't even know how much that does, but you try hard. You're blowing. You're fanning. You're trying to get that flame to grow. You're trying to get it to get bigger. It says fan into flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift imparted into you when I laid hands upon you. There is something, and we're going to do this real quick here. My message isn't real long today because I want to do this at the end. There is something amazing about laying hands upon people. Listen, the Bible says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is inside of me. Okay? So that means this. When I lay hands upon somebody, the spirit, the anointing, the grace, what God is doing in me is going to transfer from me into you. It says, fan into flame. Verse 7, it says this. For God will never give you a spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Amen? Okay. So when fear comes in and trouble comes, what do we need to do? We need to fan into flame the things of God, right? Isn't it amazing that when trouble comes, so often we don't run to God, we run from God, right? And I even think a lot of times we are so wrapped up in the idea and the thought that this is God's doing, that somehow God's mad at you. He's frustrated at you. And because of that, this is happening, and I don't want to run to God. I want to run away from God. But Timothy's going, hey, I want to encourage you. When trouble comes, stress comes, anxiety comes, fear comes, I want you to fan the flame of God in you. I want to fan these things. I want to build a fire of God inside of you. Listen, there is something incredible. Listen, I promise you, when you spend time with Jesus, you will burn for Jesus. Right? And all of us going, oh, I don't have time for that. No, you have time for what you want to have time for. Okay? 
Listen, when we spend time in the presence of God, listen, there is something supernatural that happens every Sunday morning when you're in the presence of God. Your whole day's different on Sunday. Your whole week's different. Why? The, the passion for Jesus was building inside of you. We were flaming that fire inside of you, okay? We were flaming this, this thing of passion for Jesus, being passionate, going, Jesus is an add-on in my life. He is my life. He is my everything. You're, you're fanning it into flame. And then he says this, I want you to lay hands, Okay, the other night, um, uh, some of you remember, how many of you remember Abner when he came to our church? Some of you weren't here. A lot of you weren't here. But Abner came to our church, and he's coming back in uh, March. He just travels the world, and he just prays for people and speaks in their life and, and lays hands on them. And he was in town on Friday night in uh, Westchester. So I went, and I saw Abner, and I asked Abner, I said, I need you to lay hands on me. Why? Because there's an anointing on him. And I want that anointing on me. I want that grace upon me. So we, lay, so we lay hands upon people. And we understand that as, as this faith builds up, as the passion for Jesus builds up, and in the presence of God, we realize, man, this fear is not from God, but it is from the enemy. Always. It is always, always from the enemy. The second thing we learn about trouble is this. You ready? Romans chapter 5, give me just a second. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5. The point is this, let God grow you in times of trouble. Let God grow you. Verse 3, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Rejoice. That is so not what we want to do. Right? Right? I don't know about you, but when trouble and problems come, like, I just want to sit in bed all day. Do I got anybody else like that? You just want to sleep. You want to tune the world out. I'm like, I can't get enough blankets. You know what I mean? Just more blankets on my head. Just more blankets, you know, cover me up, hide me. You know what I mean? Just, like, let it, let it be pitch dark. You know what I mean? Just find the darkest place. It says we can rejoice, too, when... Problems and trials come, for we know that they will help us to develop endurance. Write that down, develop endurance. Okay? Verse 4. And endurance develops a strength of character. Strength of character. And strength of character, our confident hope of salvation. Matt's like, I'm riding as fast as I can. Hope of salvation. Verse 5. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Jesus never disappoints. He never fails. He'll never give up on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Jesus never, ever fails. For we know how dearly God loves us. Okay, God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit and our hearts are with his love, hearts in his love. So this is God's plan for when trouble comes. He wants to grow you. 
He wants to mature you. He wants you to become fully matured in him, okay? The question is this. Thanks, Matt. You can go sit down. The question is this. When trouble and hardship comes, how do you respond? How do you respond? Do you respond out of your flesh? Do you respond out of emotion? I know I respond a lot out of emotion. Anybody else emotion, people? You just... You're just like, you're zero to 100 really quick. You're like, I'm going to end somebody's life today in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? Right? I'm an emotional person. Right? How do you respond when trouble comes? It says, look, he wants to develop endurance. How many of you know this, that I'm really excited when somebody gives their life to Jesus, but I'm super excited when they go home to see Jesus? Right? We have this backwards view of when people go home to see Jesus. When their life ends and they get to go home and see Jesus, man, I'm like, praise God. They're in the presence of God. They are with him. So you need endurance for this life. You need endurance for the pace. You need to strengthen your character, right? Strengthen your character. You got to learn. You got to learn through the spirit how to respond correctly to your boss, Right? You got to learn how to have integrity. You got to learn how to represent Jesus well so that when people look at you, they go, You have something different going on in your soul. You have joy. You have peace when there should be no joy and peace. Right? And then it leads to hope of our salvation. We know where our hope is. It's in Jesus. And then we find God's love in it, and our hearts are rooted and grounded in his love. And we are completely changed. And we grow in the things of God. Number three is this. Opportunity to give something to Jesus that has value. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, it says this. But the king replied, no, I insist on buying it. For I will not present a burnt offering to the Lord God that has not cost me anything. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. Listen, God gave us his son, Jesus. It cost him everything. It was the very, very best, okay? Jesus comes and gives his life. It is the very, very best. What is David saying in this verse? He's saying, this is my opportunity to give God something, right? It's my, op- uh, my opportunity to bring him an offering right now, okay? Listen. You have opportunities in this life to bring something to God, to present something to him, okay? Look, the greatest praise you will ever give God is the praise when you have nothing to praise about. That's an offering. That's something that's weighty. That's something that's valuable, when, when you are, listen, I, I want to talk to everyone who is believing in faith for something or believing for healing, okay? Just like we sang today, in the moment you don't see anything happening, right? In that moment, are you going to believe that the word is true or not? Are you going to believe what God said is true or not? Or will you compromise and change the word of God and change your belief systems to fit what you're feeling at the moment? 
And I want to, listen, I want, I want you to understand. Look, I sympathize with you. I, I 100% sympathize with you. There are things that I'm believing for right now that I am not seeing anything moving. That is frustrating. You start questioning yourself, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, God, did I disappoint you? Like, God, are you upset at me? And there's these moments where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta walk in faith. I gotta call things as as if they were, but they're not right now. You know, in the last like two weeks, I got I got three bills, three unexpected bills. Let me read you the numbers. One was for $1,830, one was for $1,304, and one was for $1,402 for a grand total of $4,536. I got to call some things into existence that aren't happening right now. I got to walk in faith. I got to give God my very best. I got to I got to give him my worship. I got to give him my faith. I got to give him everything. I got to I got to believe and trust the word of God that it is true and God will not forsake me. God will not leave me. He has my back. He wants the best for me. I will not let the opinions of culture. I won't let the thoughts of this world. I won't let people rob this from me. I'm going to stand in faith and trust him. Because ultimately Ultimately, it will lead to this last point. This last point, Jason, you got you can come on up. Worship team, you can come on up. Is is number four? It's the victory, victory. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. It says this. But thank God. But thank God. Thank God. There's something supernatural about thanking God when you don't want to thank God. But thank God. Says, goes on to say this. He has made us his captives and continually leads us along in Christ's triumphant procession. And now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. Can you hold on? Can you hold on to his promise? Can you hold on to the word? Can you find endurance? Can you not give up? And this takes me back to this verse in 2 Timothy where it says this. I encourage you to stir up, stir it up, stir it up. He says this, lay hands, lay hands. So I want to help everybody understand this. There have been many, many times in the walk and the journey of following Jesus that I found myself just, just dry. I found myself just kind of empty. I found myself where, like, the fire is just burning really, really, really low. I found myself just, like, questioning things. And, and I've been there. And so what is the Lord saying to you today? The Lord is saying, listen, if that's you and you're there today, it's okay. We're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to stir it up. We're going to stir up the passion. We're going to stir up the fire. We're going to stir up the things of God, and we're going to impart strength into you. 
We're to pour strength into you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 says this, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your most inner being with his divine might and explosive power. You were called to do life with his power and his strength and his grace. So this is what we're going to do, okay? Uh, my elders, my elders, come on up. Love our elders. They give us wisdom and understanding to me and Jess, but they're also passionate about the things of God. You know what one of my favorite stories is? It's Ryan Erdo. I remember the first day he came to our church. It was at the old teen center. And this dude was in church, and he stared at me the whole service. I mean, like, mean mugged me the whole entire service. Just, just looked at me like, you're the biggest idiot I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? Just straight stare down. And that was three years ago. We were, we were driving a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking. And he was just talking to me about some of the things that God's doing in him and through him and what God has called them to, ways to give and ways to bless people. And he was talking to me about the word, and he was just talking to me about the things of God. And I just thought, that is the explosive power of God in his life. Something supernatural happened in Ryan Ertl's soul. And it wasn't that Jesus, I think, how many years did you guys go to church before you came to Elevate? Whole life. He said his whole life, Jesus was just an add-on. It was just an add-on. But something came alive. And the same thing can happen to you. And that's why we lay hands on people. That's why we believe in people to get you strength, to get you power, to give you everything you need. So if you're here today, you're like, you know what? I need some strength. I need some power. I need somebody to blow on my flame. I need the Holy Spirit to do some things inside of me. Today's the day. Today's the day. If you'll stand up, will you turn those lights down for me, please? Stand up with me today. Bill, will you just kind of come over here? This is what I want you to do. If, you, if you're like, I need somebody to stir it up in me, just start finding, make a line. Just come out of your seats. Come out of your seats. Come out of your seats. Come on out. Come on. Listen, we're not playing this game of I'm embarrassed. We're not playing this game of what will people, somebody think about me. If you need prayer, come on. Come on. Get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. Come find one of the elders. Come find one of the elders. Just make a line. Just go up to one of them. It doesn't matter which one you go to. Just get out of your seat. Just get out of your seat. Come on. You need somebody to breathe on you. You need somebody to pray over you. Come on. Let, don't let embarrassment take this moment away. Come on. Close your eyes. And let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. Lord, we release fire. We release we release the Holy Spirit upon your people right now in the name of Jesus. We release grace upon your people in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would stir up the giftings, Lord, that you would stir up the calls, that you would stir up the destiny, the passion for you and for your kingdom. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would breathe on us today. We ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, you strengthen us today. Strengthen us with your power. Strengthen us with your might. Strengthen us with your spirit, we ask in the name of Jesus. We ask that the Holy Spirit would renew and transform the way we think in the name of Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.